Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Praise Team. And thank you, Rich. Yeah, Father's, Father's Day is in two weeks, if, if I didn't make that clear. Thanks, Rich. If you have your Bibles, if you'll pull them out. You guys do have your Bibles, right? I mean, that's kind of what we do, right? Get excited about pulling those out here at Community of Grace. Last week, we <coughs> continued uh, this series, Better Together. We looked at a passage in Mark where Jesus recognized that his crew was tired, and he took them to a desolate place. I asked all of us to kind of consider our own desolate place where we go and rest and get caught up and catch our breath, reboot the hard drive, uh, whatever that looks like for you. But anyway, he, he goes, but a crowd follows him. The day gets late. People get hungry. The disciples recognize that. They say, Jesus, let's let them go so they can go feed themselves. And Jesus says, well, why don't you feed them? You do something about it. What have you got to offer? Go, go see. So they go, remember that? They walk down to the boat. They look in their lunchbox. Their, what kind of lunchbox did y'all have when you were kids? Jetsons. The Jetsons? <laughs> anyway, I had gun smoke, so I'm going to say gun smoke lunchbox. They check it. The scripture doesn't tell us if they gave all that was in their lunchbox or if they, if they, tore off half the sandwich and said, oh, well, I can offer this much. But needless to say, at the end of it, they kind of all gathered their stuff together. They had five loaves of bread and two fish. And they brought what they had to offer, and they watched God do something amazing. And so our big lesson, one of the big lessons last week was that, that we're, we is more powerful than me. Say that with me. We is more powerful than me. And when we come together, today I want to focus in on us as a church family, us as a body of believers, recognizing that we are stronger, we are more powerful than me. By the inch, it's a cinch. But by the yard, it's hard. And man, when we all get this heart, and today I really want us as a body to focus in on the heart of our church, the heart of us as individuals, where is my heart in this issue? We're going to talk about community today and how we're better together. There's some things that are just better together. Uh, that, that we come with one mind, one heart in the direction that God has for our church. That, that we come with one heart and one mind for the vision for our church. To win, develop, and deploy equipped followers of Christ to go out and do the same. To win, develop and deploy equipped followers of Christ to go out and do the same that we all kind of come together and say man I need to be busy about winning souls evangelism needs to be something I'm about discipleship developing people developing followers of Christ something I need to be about and deploying and going on mission and going and telling people about Jesus that's just something I need to be about that that be the heartbeat, heartbeat of we. That we come together pointed in one direction. So today's, today's message is very topical. Uh, I will be using several passages of scripture as I talk about this issue of community. Of us being pointed in one direction. 
Now, some of you are aware that this last week I had the opportunity, just like I did last year, to caddy for a friend of mine from Texas in the Colorado PGA Senior Open. And <clears throat> it, was, it was a lot of fun for me. It was probably very stressful for him at times, but uh, I, it just was good to be out there. Well, Wednesday, he finished the day two over par. Yeah, had a couple of shots that he wished he had back. So Thursday, we, we head out, and on the front nine, first nine holes, he goes two under par, so he's even on the tournament. Well, I had to leave because I had to come and get, get ready for our elder meeting that evening. So I left after nine holes, and by the time I got home to grab a bite to eat before coming up to the meeting, his wife and Catherine were there at the house and, and said, have you been keeping up with Edwin since you left? I went, well, no, I've been driving. His wife said, well, he made a nine on the 10th hole. I went, I don't believe it. I mean, he's playing, he was playing great golf through the first nine holes. There's no chance that he, I don't, I'm looking at the hole. It's like he must have hit somebody else's ball and then hit, hit somebody else's ball. I can't even think of how he could make a nine on. I get home from the, from the elders meeting and He's sitting on the couch, and I walk in, and I was like, man, what happened on nine? And he looked up, and he goes, you left me. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, right. It's not that I'm a great caddy, and it's not a that I'm a great coach, but here's the deal. There's some times that we're better together. There's sometimes that we just comfort, or we encourage, we strengthen, we, we settle people down, we... we we're better together. And church family, listen. When we as a body of believers get lined up with what God wants to do, we're better together. But here's the problem. Sometimes we, we wait for God to get in line with what we want to do, don't we? I know that happens in my own personal life. Or am I the only one in the room? No, man. And so, uh, church... For us to be busy about evangelism, for us to be busy about discipleship, and for us to be busy about sending people on mission, I believe that's what God intends for his church to be about. One of the most, it, it is the most powerful agent on the planet, the church of God. That's his vehicle, man. We are his conduit. We are his ambassadors as if, as if he is making his appeal through us. And man, let's make sure that our hearts, that we, understanding that we are more powerful than me, get lined up with what God wants to do. So today we're talking about community. We're talking about community. And I've got a few principles that I want to point out as we look at that. So, <clears throat> and, and by the way, being community, focusing on that, is, it's one of our core values, a stated core value at Community of Grace, that we are a community-focused church. Not only the community of believers, but also our community all around us, that we have our eyes on reaching them for Jesus. We have, we have our intent set there. So here's the first thing I want us to look at on our outline. <clears throat> the first community principle I want to point out is this, that love cares about the destiny of others. Love. The only reason we know how to love is because God first loved us. He cared about our destination. He cares about our destiny, where we're going. 
Look what Colossians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6 say. It says, live, live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations be gracious and attractive so that you will, you'll have the right response for everyone. <clears throat> when I was coaching in Abilene at Abilene Cooper High School, uh, Coach Patterson was the offensive coordinator. And uh, I had been moved to the position of head freshman coach and, and we had two freshman team. Each team had about 50 athletes on, on each squad. And, and I oversaw the two, two teams. <clears throat> he looked at me and he told me, this is your job. He gave me my job description. Next year, we want all 50 of those kids on each team out for football. You just keep them out. You make this year so fun that they come back out next year. That's how you build a program. You keep them coming back. Keep them coming back. We don't want kids to hate football their freshman year, and only 30 of them come out next year. That's how you kill a program. One year we had this kid come through our program named Dominique Rhodes. He was, uh, some of you would know this kind of kid. He was the Eddie Haskell. He was the class clown. He was always the cut-up. Now, he, he worked harder than anybody else. He was, he was there early because football was fun to him. He, he got there early, and he was usually the last one off the field because it was just fun. Running sprints just seemed to be fun to Dominique. I don't know why, but it, anyway, it's just kind of kid he was. Teachers loved him because he was a fun-loving kid. We had no idea what he would turn out to be. But I was just given the instruction, you keep him coming back. You keep him around. Because, listen, we had no idea what this kid as a 14-year-old would be as a senior, as an 18-year-old. Just keep him coming back. We don't know what they're going to be, so keep him coming. We need to care about their future. We need to care about what's in front of them. We had no idea that he would end up being an undrafted rookie by the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, played in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP with Peyton Manning. We had no idea that this funny, I can remember games his freshman year scoring six touchdowns a game. I mean, just he was that kid. We had no idea what he would end up being. And listen, so here's my point. You have people that you work with that drive you bananas. Can I get an amen? <laughs> ben, you didn't say amen, did you? Where are you at? <laughs> Anita? Hey. All right. Hey, you have people, you have neighbors that drive you up the wall, huh? And, and, and my, point, my point is this. Guys, we need, we need to have a heart. I'm talking today about our hearts. We need to have a heart that cares about their destination. That, man, God desires that no one would perish, but that everyone would come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ as their Lord. We need to care about that. The church family, that we come in unison, a chorus, come together and understand, man, my heart needs to be set on those people that, that pull in front of me in traffic. Does somebody just say no over there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, Joel, not that guy. That our heart 
that we, we have a love in us that cares about people's destiny. And when we live that way, when we have a heart that, that's way, that is bent that way, we'll make the most of every opportunity. When we make the decision to, to guard our words, that our words be gracious, that they be attractive, people will be drawn to that. Uh, most of you know that I smoke meat. I've done it most of my adult life. And when I put meat on the smoker, depending on what meat I'm smoking, I'll either use mesquite or hickory. And inevitably, I smell like smoke. And I'll walk into a room and people are like, smells like barbecue. <laughs> it, it smells, it, it, it takes them somewhere. Stay with me here. I wonder what the people at work think you smell like. What, what is the aroma that you put off? Do you smell, do you have the flavor of God all over you? Is that just something that oozes out of you, man? I, I have a love in my heart for you, though you drive me crazy. Man, I, I hope that what I put off is that I have a love for you because I care about where you're going, man. Your behavior drives me nuts, but I'm, I'm, I need to set that aside because I care about you. I care about you, the person you. Church, I pray that each one of us in this room will examine our hearts to see if I have love in my heart for those around me, in my workplace, in my home, in my neighborhood, because we care about the destiny of people. Because we is more powerful than me. I pray that when guests walk into this room, that they smell that. That God so loved the world, say it with me, that he gave his one and only son. That whosoever not perish. I care about where you're going, man. I care. And this love that is in me that I'm compelled, there's a, because God loved me that much, I love you that way. Now, you make it difficult for me sometimes, but I still love you, and I care about where you're going. One of the principles as it relates to community that I want us to see is that our hearts need to be bent towards loving people because we care about where they're going. The reason I, I'm pushing this issue on, on us as a body, because... By the inch, it's a cinch. And by the yard, it's hard. If there's only three people, five people, ten people in the room that have that kind of love, it's, that aroma's not going to be very strong in the room. In fact, you remember in Philippians, when we did the study in Philippians, uh, Paul was, was, was saying, man, there's only one way to live. There's only one manner in which we're to live, and that is in a manner that is worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He goes on in verse 27, striving, right? Striving side by side. Side by side means us working together. We're in this together. We're all in unison. We have one heartbeat, striving side by side for the gospel of Jesus Christ. The word striving uh, reminds us that life's not always easy. 
Things don't always go the way we plan. Referring back to Dominique, he wasn't a great student. I can remember his senior year of high school, Florida State, UCLA, University of Texas, all these scouts coming in to look at Dominique, and they see his transcript, and they turn around and get back on the airplane, and they leave. Some of them didn't even talk to him. And it would have been so easy for him to get discouraged and just throw his hands in the air and give up. He went to a junior college. The draft came along. He didn't get drafted. He kept his name in the hat. We had no idea he would set an NFL record for the most yards by undrafted rookie. He kept going, kept striving, kept striving. He had coaches in his life. He had people pulling for him side by side with him. Now listen, there's someone here today that you're going through a tough patch. And you're ready to throw your hands in the air and give up. And today I want to encourage you to just keep going. Keep going. You have no idea what God has. You're not the same person you're going to be four years from now. care about you and I care about what's happening four years down the road keep going and don't give up now that keep going is much easier when we have people side by side striving side by side people that come alongside us and encourage us and comfort us and and nudge us on talking about community today it's important that we help each other. You know, every one of us in this room at some point come underneath the weight of adversity. I was going to ask Ben to put a chair over his shoulder and carry it up here. And Oftentimes we have people around us that are carrying some burden by themselves. And we ought to be a people that come alongside them and help them carry I can't take all of it off of you. I mean, it's, it's his burden, but man, let, me, let me help. We've been doing that. We, we started that a couple of weeks ago with the Sinky family. Remember that? I mean, catastrophic uh, medical expense, boom, in their lap. We as a body said, hey, man, I, here's what I have to offer, and we brought it. And that, that's not ending. That, that continues. The, those needs will continue to come in, and I would encourage all of us. Man, when you can help out, help out. Help somebody when they're under that burden of life circumstances. We is stronger than me. Keep that in mind. Second, second principle I want us to see today is uh, <clears throat> it's, it was the big idea in last week's message, and I want to come back and hit on it again. Open hearts lead to open hands. The disciples went down to the boat, as I mentioned earlier. They, they gathered what they had to offer, and they brought it, and they offered it. And you and I have to come to a place where we're willing to offer. It's, it's this. It's our heart. I'm willing to offer that. Some come out of obedience. Some come out of a duty. And they bring, bring things that I just feel like I have to do this. Scripture says God loves a cheerful giver. It's a heart. That's a heart word, cheerful. 
But I mean, he'll take the offering from a grumpy person as well. So, but he loves a cheerful giver. God, man, God focuses in on our heart. Today, I want us to focus in on our heart. A cheerful attitude, a cheerful heart. First Peter chapter 4, verses 7 through 9. He says, the end of the world is coming. Therefore... Be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for one another, for each other. For love covers a multitude of sin. I love the way the New Living Translation says this. Cheerfully, there's that attitude word, cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. See, when we have an open heart, it leads to open hands that offer. How's your heart today? Today is a day of examining our heart. Today is a day of preparing our heart to come and remember what the Lord did for us. How much he offered for us. He gave the ultimate sacrifice for each of us. We is more powerful than me. It's important for us to understand the context of of the early church and how they took care of one another. I'm going to read Acts chapter 2, 44 to 47. Listen to what the Bible says. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. See, the people outside the church noticed the aroma. They noticed what was happening among God's people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Open heart leads to open hands. I pray that it is the heartbeat of our church, that our heart is open to sharing. And that will lead to us being the best church for our community. This third principle that, that uh, <clears throat> I want to put in front of you is, is one of these principles that it just needs to be said. It's something that the church has to deal with. And I'm not just talking about community of grace. I'm talking about the church. This isn't a fun Topic, we'd probably just assume, fill in these blanks and move on. Let's close and let's say a prayer and, and let's get to the Lord's Supper. The third principle I want to discuss is love the people of the world, but not the values of the world. Love people, not the values. This morning in our elders' uh, Prayer time, devotion time, encouragement time. This got brought up. This issue of loving your enemy. Remember when Jesus said that? Matthew 5. Love those who persecute you. Love them. I wonder why this is so hard for us. Why is it so hard for us to love people that aren't like us? The, the couple that was here this, this past weekend, uh, 
the wife was sharing with, with Catherine that one of her children is um, is a homosexual. And she really wrestles with that. Heather's a believer. And she just wrestles with it. And she said, Joel, would, would my son, could he be a member of your church? Catherine's the one that told me that Heather had said that. I said, well, that's the big difficult question. That's the huge extreme question. I think a better question would be, could a gossip be a member of our church? Could a man that has a problem with pornography be a member of our church? Could someone with haughty eyes be a member of our church? probably one of those situations where everyone needs to have a stone in their hand before they answer that question. And the first one without sin, start throwing. This is difficult. This is difficult. Because the funny thing is that I believe our reputation as a church, as a the church, not, I'm not referring to community of grace, I'm referring to the church that we have a reputation that judges people by their behavior and their behavior carries more weight than them being a, ch- a person, a creation that Jesus Christ died for. And I pray that it is our reputation, that it is our heartbeat, that we love people. That we recognize the value of that person that Jesus was willing to die for that person. Do you realize I'm not and neither are you the same person I was 15 years ago? Praise God is right. And you and I don't know what God wants to do in someone else's life. I don't know what he wants to do in Heather's son's life. For God so loves world. Say it with me. That he gave his one and only son. That whosoever, whosoever will believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Guys, I am as as uncomfortable as anybody else with some of these discussions, with some of these topics. I'm as human as you are and my flesh is as flesh as yours is. But I can't find a place in Scripture that says God hates those people. Sure, I can find places where it's, God's Word says that is an abomination. That is that God hates haughty eyes. He hates lying lips. That He hates this and He hates that. But I cannot find a place in Scripture where it says God hates people. I read Scripture where it says God loves And I pray that that's our heartbeat. Today is an issue of our heart. Looking at our heart today.
Romans chapter 12, you know this. Don't copy the behavior of the world and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. He goes on, Paul goes on in that same chapter. It says, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Hey, don't be too proud to enjoy company with ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. I hope we love people. I hope we don't ever love the ways of this world. I hope we don't ever become friends with the ways of this world. James addresses this, says, man, when you're friends with the world, you're what? Enemies of God. Man, guys, listen. I hope maybe this comes up in your life group this week. I hope this comes up in the car on the way home. Why is this so difficult for us to love people that don't think like us and act like us? I'm just glad God didn't do that with me. Anybody else? As we come to the table this, this morning, ask Kyle to make his way up. I, I pray that we would examine our hearts. Are there people that I just... I'm having a hard time loving. I pray that today we would be community focused. That we would be focused on caring more about where people end up than where they are today. That we be known as a lover of people because God loves me and he loves you. Let's pray. Lord, as we focus in on community today, a community is made up of a bunch of individuals. So in this moment, I lift up each individual in the room and those who might be listening online and pray that each of us would stop for a moment and examine the content of our heart. Do I allow people's behavior, do I allow people's actions do I allow people's political preference? Do I allow people's uh, news channel that they watch? Do I allow people's sports teams that they cheer for? Do I allow that to get in the way of me loving them? <coughs> Lord, I'm so thankful that each of us can say, it didn't get in the way of your love for us. <coughs> Lord, in the same way that Henry Blackaby said, uh, 
you loved us so much to save us, but you, loved, you also love us so much not to let us stay the, the way we are. Lord, I thank you that you've worked in my heart over the years, and I'm not the same person that I was. I thank you for doing the same thing in each person's heart in this room that's growing in you. pray that our heart would be a heart that is bent towards being generous and that each of us right now would examine our heart am I bent towards holding on to my stuff or help, helping those in need and father most the most difficult thing that we talked about today is Is my love withheld because of the way people behave? We come now to your table. And we remember the shed blood that covers the sin of all. covers my sin, covers the sin of the people in this room, covered the sin of people throughout history. Father, that one drop that fell in the garden of your blood that was shed Lord, we remember your body that was broken for us. The beatings, the punch in the face, the crown that was placed on your head and jammed on there good and firm, the nails that were driven, the spear that was stabbed. We remember. In a moment as we come and Take these elements, I pray, Lord, that um, our hearts would be in a place that is ready to receive these. This is nothing we take lightly. We take this very seriously. It's in your son's name that I pray. Amen.